0: Hey everyone, Steven Jensen here. Just getting started today, so anyone who's in the chat, feel free to uh, let me know you're here. If you have any questions or anything, uh, I'll take a few minutes. Before we get started, uh, mainly going to be talking about the Miz winning the title. We'll be talking about Lashley, um, you know, potentially winning the title next week, and really anything else that y'all want to talk about. But for the first uh, little bit here, I got the questions, anything, I basically have the chat up on the screen, so. If there's anything anyone wants to say, anything anyone wants to talk about before we get started, um, I'll kind of wait a few minutes to uh, to let that get going. Because I know there's a little bit of a lag between me and y'all hearing and seeing me here. So, <clears throat> But I hope everyone's doing good today. And I'm trying to think of uh, kind of what we're talking about on Raw last night outside of... Lashley and Miz, that kind of stuff. Riddle versus Morrison I thought was a really good match, just for the record. Thought that was really good. Um Corey was in here earlier, says, honestly happy for the Miz becoming champion again. He's earned it. He hasn't been injured. He's full time for WWE. Sure. Um let me see what else Corey has to say before I kind of respond to that. Says Ms. Winning was a great cash in for Money in the Bank. I truly hope he isn't a transitional champion. I do see Lashley getting the title, just not sure when. Um, okay, and then he also says Momentous because after all, still making history as a second ever African American, it still means a lot as it should. Oh, yeah, Lashley. Yep, for sure. So, so yeah. Um, I don't necessarily have a problem with The Miz beating McIntyre for the title the way that they did it. But I don't really see any need for The Miz to be like a long-term WWE champion in, you know, 2021. This is coming from somebody, I've talked about it a lot on the show. Um, I mean, I, I have Miz merchandise from when he was on The Real World. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm a fan of The Miz. I was at WrestleMania 27. I was happy that The Miz beat John Cena that night. You know, and all that stuff. But it just... Look at the roster they have right now. It's like the Miz being the champion. I feel like this is going to be a very short-term thing. But it made sense for like how the story wound up playing out. And especially if it leads to Lashley winning the title, then I think um, I think it was all worth it, how this is all kind of played out. You got to feel for McIntyre, though. <laughs> like, that entire title reign, no fans. It, it, technically a second reign, but y'all know what I mean. Jordan Lasseter, what's up, man? Welcome back to the chat. It says... Hey, Steven, I just want to say I did not like The Miz winning the title at all. I loved Drew as champion because he wasn't a bland babyface. Yeah, I think that Drew did a good job with the belt. Like, any criticism that he gets, really, he has no control over. Like, you know, it's just, it's, I'd imagine he's going to win the title again, probably in the near future, whenever they get fans back. But, you know, we'll see how this all plays out. There's, there's a lot of moving parts right now, but, you know, it's just one of those things like i think they did a real given the circumstances i think they did a good like i think they did a good job with drew mcintyre given the circumstances but there's just no way of knowing like one way or the other like how would the fans have responded to him as the champion you know in arenas and stadiums that's because you can't really get a real gauge for how the fans really feel about him if you're just looking at twitter and stuff you know what i mean so it's just it's just kind of hard to know how that would work out because there was stuff throughout this past year, like retribution, for instance, where the only reason they kept going on and on with that story, in my opinion, is because there was no crowd and like, there was no way of them. Like if they looked into the crowd and the crowd was laughing at retribution instead of like booing or like being afraid, if they were just sitting there laughing, like a lot of people probably would be, you know, that's a completely different thing. You got to make, you got to, make a change similar to uh, the dark order in aew people were shitting all over that for the like you know the first handful of months that that the company existed and rightfully so the dark order was terrible at first but they listened they pivoted they changed it and now it's like one of the most over things on the show so um but you wouldn't have known that if it wasn't like you know a, a bunch of people on twitter could have one opinion but when like you're getting no response in an arena like that's that's pretty telling and that's something we just we just don't really know at this point you know um jesse says what up what up jesse welcome welcome to your own channel i hope you're having a good day um looking forward to having you back soon i might have isa on soon i talked to her last night so it'd be cool to have isa on the show sometime soon but uh but yeah everyone show jesse some love she's obviously very busy over there and uh we're looking forward to having you back. I'll read out everything Jesse says in the chat here, so it feels a little more like she's in here with me. Uh, Jordan says, I didn't even watch Raw, and by judging by the YouTube views, a lot of people didn't watch either. Um, I have no idea what the... I haven't looked at their YouTube stuff, uh, so I have no idea as far as like the numbers for that. But I do know that Raw itself has been getting... I mean, their numbers are real low. I think last week they did like a 1.5 or something, which is like... I mean, TNA was doing that on Spike TV. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's, you know, you know, like it, it, the, the numbers are very low. And most of the stories, I think, are very bad. And some of it, once again, is out of their control. But I think that, I don't know, it's, it's, that's a whole other conversation in itself, really, at the end of the day, I guess, like how many people are watching wrestling right now, but there's also the pandemic, and there's also the news, and there's also this other stuff, and, you know, so, you know. We'll see. It'll be really amazing if, like, amazing is not the right word, but it'll be interesting if, you know, the crowds come back, the pandemic's over, the news settles down a bit. Um, You know, because I anticipate, you know, or at least I'm hoping that I'm hearing way less about politics this next few years. You know what I'm saying? Like, on a personal level, I'm so sick and tired of, like, always hearing about Trump and always hearing about this and hearing about that. It's like... (laughs) I hope that like the news becomes like a secondary thing again, how it used to be where like, you only kind of need to listen to the news when it's something really important is going on. And of course the pandemic, that's a completely different thing that no, I mean, that's who could have predicted this, you know what I mean? But it's like once those, maybe when things are back more to normal, but if, if that number for raw is still sitting there at like a 1.5 and like all things are back to normal, it's like, you know what I'm saying? Like that's, that's like an all that's pretty alarming that only that amount of people watch raw on Mondays. And I'd imagine the YouTube numbers probably reflect that. Uh, Jesse just texted me. Let me see what she says here. <laughs> I'm gonna show this picture. It says this is what Savannah thinks of retribution. Yeah, that's how a lot of us feel about retribution. Um, this is probably a good time to mention if y'all um if y'all haven't seen it, I put together a little retribution tribute video on uh, on twitter the other day so if you're a fan of retribution or if you don't like retribution i think i think you'll be entertained either way if you haven't seen it so check that out um let's see paul townsley welcome back to the chat says i want to see i really sorry i don't really see ms winning next week unless he dqs himself yeah, I don't think The Miz is going to win either. We'll talk a little bit more about that in a minute. But this episode will probably be pretty heavily uh, based around Lashley and The Miz for next week. We'll probably talk for like an hour or so today. And by the way, y'all, I'll be on the uh, the Fightful Gaming Twitch channel later tonight. We're doing a live watch-along for Impact. It'll be me, Joel Pearl, and there's going to be a third guest tonight. Someone I haven't met yet, actually. uh Sp- who we got spencer love from love wrestling so if you're a fan of love wrestling he has a youtube channel and uh, it'll be me him and joel pearl tonight watching impact wrestling live so we'll sit there for like the full two-hour show and we pretty much just talk about wrestling and interact with the chat kind of like this so but we have the actual show on the screen like impact we're allowed to you know watch impact live so you can watch our channel watch the show live but you also have like Me on screen, Joel on screen, we'll have Spencer tonight. Jeremy Lambert uh, revolves uh, bi-weekly, so uh, he says, yeah, check it out. Jesse Davin says, I like Miz winning LMAO, but I can see why people are pissed. Poor Drew, LMAO, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just, once again, like, I'm a Miz fan. I just, it's just when you look at their roster, there's just... And especially what Lashley's been doing lately. Like, I was catching some flack for that. There, for the last probably month or so, I've been saying, why don't they do Lashley and Drew at WrestleMania? And there were certain people that were like, we've already seen it before, that wouldn't make any sense, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, he's the only guy that they've built at all on Raw, outside of Drew, who you know has the title. There's been nobody else that they've like given any kind of steady build to at all. And the only thing they had to do was get that US title off of them. And... They did that in a they did that in a in my opinion in a great way because it didn't involve him taking the pinfall or submission to lose the title and now he's super pissed off about that and going after the heavyweight title. I, I think it all made perfect sense the way that it's played out and I I do think we're gonna get Lashley and McIntyre at WrestleMania. Uh, JGZ, what's up? Welcome back to the chat. JGZ says Bobby Lashley is probably gonna beat Miz next week. I agree. Uh, he says with help from Bad Bunny. I think that's the that will be a WrestleMania match. I think we'll get uh, Bad Bunny and uh, uh, Bad Bunny and uh, Damian Priest versus Miz and, Mor- Miz and Morrison probably at WrestleMania, is what I'm guessing. Jordan Lasseter says, "When I when I think, sorry, I think when you consider that they need to get people." to pay for Peacock, this was the dumbest thing ever. That's pretty funny, Jordan. That's that's a decent point. Um, for those of you who may not know, they're doing WrestleMania exclusively on Peacock this year. So uh, putting the title on The Miz, I mean, let's be real, though. There's probably a lot more people who know who The Miz is than who Drew McIntyre is, especially on like a mainstream level, which is a big problem. Like, that's a big thing that I've been saying for a long time now, about the WWE is like that they just they haven't built stars, and that's once again another podcast in its in itself. But like, think about that. Like, really think about that. I I bet you if you asked ten complete strangers, uh, or a hundred complete strangers, who like do you know who the Miz is? Do you know who Drew McIntyre is? Probably eighty percent of out of you know what I'm saying. Like. Like eighty percent would know would know the Miz, and like the other twenty would maybe know McIntyre kind of kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like the Miz is still a way bigger star than he is, and that's alarming. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that they haven't built it they built Roman, but that's a different show. Um, and I mean, what they're doing with Roman is incredible. I have no problems there, but it's it's pretty shocking. It's pretty shocking that when they keep going back to people like Goldberg, they actually like they wind up getting more buzz than they normally have. Which is hilarious to me, that like Goldberg is still a bigger star than everyone on the show, except for, like... Honestly, there's probably still more people who know who Goldberg is than Roman Reigns. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's crazy. Uh, Jordan Lassiter, Oh, sorry, JGZ first says, If uh, if fans were at Mania, Drew would have gotten a massive pop when he beat Lesnar. I agree. And, and once again, this is stuff that he, he could not control the fans not being there. And it really kind of put a little damper on, you know, that moment that he should have had in front of a, you know, sold out stadium. So once again, the issues I have with Drew McIntyre, I really don't have issues with Drew McIntyre, to be honest, at all. Um, Outside of the company, just not being able to build like legitimate stars lately. And and on top of that, like we just don't know how McIntyre would do as a long term champion in front of crowds. But there's no reason for me to think he would fail either. It's just we just don't know because we haven't seen it. Jordan Lasseter says, Jeezy, if Lashley doesn't win, then it was pointless. Yeah, I I kind of agree. I think this was all just a roundabout way of getting the title on Lashley without having to have Lashley beat McIntyre straight up for it. Kogan Sporey, welcome back, Kogan, says, my passion for wrestling has lowered over the years, so I'm not passionately angry about Miz winning the title, but I'm not exactly pleased either. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. To be honest, I go into... Uh, like Raw with really low expectations. So, you know, I my I, you know that just is what it is. My expectations are low going into the shows. So, you know, if something if something great happens, then like I'm like hell yeah, this is awesome. I'm glad I watched. If the show sucks, I'm like, oh, I kind of expected it to suck going into it, so I can't really be mad. You know, I can only be mad at myself for spending three hours watching it. You know what I mean? JG says I thought Raw was decent. I. Yeah, I mean I watched the whole show last night. I I enjoyed most of it. I thought the retribution stuff was pretty hilarious. Jordan Lasseter says, I don't understand how Smackdown is doing good and Raw isn't. Yeah, I mean two sets of writing teams. I I do not know uh but SmackDown's killing it. Like Roman Reigns is great, Kevin Owens is great, Daniel Bryan's great. It looks like they're finally gonna do something with Cesaro as a singles. I mean, they got a lot of good stuff going on in SmackDown. Jesse says, how long have you had the IWTV promo code? Hell yeah. I completely forgot to tell you about that. I actually got it yesterday. I, I meant when we were texting yesterday, I meant to tell you about that. Um, yeah. So anybody who wants to check out independentwrestling.tv, I talk about that service all the time, especially over at Fightful during the Weekender pod that I do. And you literally get five days for free. Just type fight talk into the promo code spot on the website it's all one word on there: F I J H T T A L K, and you get five days for free. And anyone who uses the code uh, helps show some support to the podcast. So, um, so check it out. I, I'd recommend like if there's any shows that you've heard me talking about, then, um, then you would want to use the five days and just check out like the back catalog of. I mean, there's literally thousands upon thousands of wrestling shows on there. But if there's a show coming up that you really want to watch and you're not sure about, you know, committing to ten dollars a month yet, which by the way, it's the best ten dollars a month I spend on wrestling by far, or MMA for that matter. I mean, it's better than UFC Fight Pass, it's better than WWE Network as far as like the value I get out of it. Um, but all, all that being said, um, yeah, if you uh, if you know there's like a big show coming up that you want to watch on IWTV and you're not sure about spending ten dollars on it, use my promo code, watch it for free, and then check stuff out for the next four days jesse says best video ever i'm assuming you're talking about the retribution video now and you inspired me to do that video because i literally like i saw that um that video and then commented i didn't know that you had seen it but i commented like this guy reminds me of retribution and you had already tweeted about that which is hilarious and i was like you know what i could edit together like a 30 second video real quick and i i knew i could throw in some uh professor chaos in there because i'd already kind of thought of that so yeah, <laughs> yeah, really, really stupid video, but um, I'm glad some people thought it was funny. Jordan Lasseter says the main event highlight video got 862,000. That's very, that seems very, very low for the WWE. I don't know how many YouTube subscribers they have, but it's surely in the millions. Uh, Jordan says if Lashley loses, it can't be clean. He looks too much like a badass right now. Totally agree. They need to protect him big time hi gore Boehm Hubner I'm not sure if I said that right hi gore welcome to the chat it uh, says the best part about retribution right now is Xavier woods slash reckoning stuff yeah I, I i guess I don't know what it looks like they're gonna break them up soon already <laughs> like based on what I saw last night all just looks like a moron out there they all look like morons out there like retribution has the match one over, you know, they're about to pin the former WWE champion, the former whatever, like, 10-time tag team champions or whatever they are. And all these out there telling them to, yeah, more punishment, and then they lose. And it was like, and then he, like, gets mad about it. I mean, like, this is just the dumbest stable ever. Like, the only way they could possibly salvage Retribution is by basically copying what AEW did with Dark Order and make it to where, like, because, they're, because Retribution, those guys are funny online because they basically just troll people. If if they really leaned into that and made them like a comedy group, there's a chance. But it's a small chance, but there's a chance. What we have right now is, like, that group is so dumb. Jordan Lasseter says, I'm going to be watching Young Rock. That show is funny. I haven't watched it yet, but it looks interesting. I'll probably check it out. Jesse says, they're building AJ, too. Yes, I've noticed that, and I, I think that um, I think, I mean, obviously the long term play is AJ and Omis or Omos, I think is how you pronounce it now. I think they've changed the way they pronounce his name. Am, am I wrong about that, or am I just making that? I could have sworn they were calling him Omis, and now it's Omos. I I think I'll always know him as the bouncer and doorman for a Raw Underground. You know, that's how you know, but. when they do Omos versus AJ eventually that should be a big deal and and I think AJ is going to make Omos look like a thousand bucks out there like that's that's the whole reason I think we're getting this pairing it's it's similar to back in the day it's very easy to draw comparisons to like Diesel and Shawn Michaels with what's going on with AJ and Omos you at that time you had Diesel pretty limited in what he could do but a big guy over with the crowd, it was title reign didn't work out very well, but at the time over with the crowd and you put him in there with Shawn Michaels, who's going to go in there and just bump all over the place for him and just make him look incredible. Um, So that's what I want to see out of Omos and AJ. I don't know if we see that like as soon as this WrestleMania, but hopefully by the time we're talking about next WrestleMania, I'd love to see him. I mean, I'm not even kidding when I'm on Twitter and I'm saying give Omos the WWE title. Now, like, right now, I want to see Lashley with it. but And they've they've done a good job getting us to that point with Lashley. But, like, look at look at Omos. You know what I mean? Like, even if he can only wrestle a little bit, the way that he moves around, like, he moves fairly athletically for a dude his size. It isn't like the great Khali, you know? It isn't like watching, um, like, Sean Bradley on the basketball court where, like, there's, like... It looks like he's uncoordinated to a degree. It's like, th- this... Omos looks... Like he's just a huge guy who looks like he can move pretty good for a guy his size, especially. So it's like, if this dude can pick people up and throw them around and not legitimately hurt them, and you can like, this is your like this is your chance. This is what you could have done with Braun Strowman and, and screwed up over and over and over again. Like this is your chance to build like a like just an unstoppable giant. I, don't, I feel like, you know, maybe he isn't ready quite yet, you know what I mean? But that has to be the play here. There's no other reason you'd pair him with AJ. Because also, you have Omos out there ringside, literally learning and watching. In my opinion, AJ Styles is still the best overall, you know, wrestler that the WWE... I think he's still the best in-ring wrestler that the WWE has, probably, is AJ Styles. And... You know, you put Omos there to just learn from him and stand there and get advice device and, and be there alive. And, like, literally just there's no one better he could be there with. And so he has to be, they have to be setting him up for something for something like that. Or else this doesn't make any sense. Because AJ doesn't really need a bodyguard. You know what I mean? Like, it only makes sense if that's the route they're going eventually. Um, I'm probably missing some of the chats, y'all. Um, I appreciate y'all so much for, for sending these. If you send a super chat or donation, I'll make sure to prioritize um, prioritize this because I, I, I'm i going to miss some stuff along the way. The super chats you can do right through uh, YouTube. The donation links are in the description. The top link is preferable, but if that doesn't work, we have a backup link you could use too. And it gets any of your questions answered and your statements read. And this also gets uploaded to the audio feed over at Fight the Fight Talk podcast. So everybody, I upload that... Uh, next day so tomorrow i'll have the audio out and all of your questions and everything still gets heard and and listened to by um all the audio listeners from the fight talk Talk podcast feed Uh, jesse says cesaro was the man i know he should have won that elimination chamber match i'll never be mad about daniel bryan winning a match don't get me wrong but like that was that was cesaro's moment it felt right he was looking good the internet wanted it yeah should have been cesaro Igor says. Oh, sorry, Igor. Thank you. Thank you for um for correcting me cuz I don't want to sit here and mispronounce your name over and over again, so. That's kind of a cool I'm going I'm not going to lie. That's pretty badass. H Y G O R as Igor. Are you like are you like Russian or something? I don't I I've, ne- I've never cuz like Igor is like a Russian name, right? So but spelled H Y G O R. That's interesting. I like it though. I think it's I think it's pretty badass. J G Z says T Bar needs to eat a Snickers and become Dominic Dijack again. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, um, he was the man out on the Indies. He rose through those indie ranks like super fast because he was uh. For those of you who don't know, Dijak was like a really good basketball player. He came in with like a ton of athleticism and obviously he has that size and he rose through those independent ranks big time and got a lot of a lot of shine with some matches he had against Keith Lee before both of them got signed um but yeah as far as T-Bar being T-Bar you know i don't know i it's like part of me wants to think that a big reason why he's so covered up like his face he has like the mask and the face paint and stuff is like maybe they will try to have people forget that he did this at some point and just let him be him again but i don't know retribution is like i said it's just so it's just so dumb jesse says omg jgz they should do that at mania since snicker sponsors me <laughs> yeah exactly oh that'd be so funny he eats a Snickers and then just transforms and walks out for Wrestlemania and Retribution just was, is never talked about ever again. And all leads back to like fighting crime on the streets. Ahmed, what's up Ahmed? Welcome back. Always good to see you in here man. Says hi everyone. When will you be back Jesse? Um, and then Jesse responds saying uh, when she can go a solid hour without baby feeding. So here's your answer for anybody who's been asking uh, <clears throat> how much longer until Jesse. But uh it's, it'll probably be pretty soon. We're, we're, I'm hoping, you know, as soon as possible, obviously. But, you know, she has obviously much more important things to be taken care of right now. Let's see what else we got here in the chat. Kogan says, maybe it's just me. In fact, I'm sure it is. But AJ Styles has lessened an in intrigue for me the last few years. I can't remember the last time he had a match I loved. Well, that's the thing, Kogan. It's just... It's... How do I say this about AJ? It's a shame that he's not an AEW right now. Because he I think that's where he really belongs. But he has a really good thing going for him in WWE. I'm sure he makes really good money. He's always in the title mix for like some championship, or he's always doing something important. Like they they use him really well on the shows. And uh but it is one of those things where like you know back in the day it felt like you know every month we were talking about AJ Styles having some match in TNA that like just blew everybody's minds and then when his run in New Japan was like comp- it was pretty short but it was legendary for what it was and WWE he's done some really great stuff I like guess stuff with John Cena was great um I mean that especially but you know he's done good stuff with like Kevin Owens and I'd like to stuff with Jericho and all that. I mean he's done he's done a lot of stuff with um, Moxley and all that. But yeah, I mean you're right. Like he just kind of is another guy in WWE. Well, I shouldn't say he's just another guy in WWE because he is one of their top guys still. But I think y'all know what I mean. It's I feel like if he was if he was in AEW we'd be talking about like him and Kenny Omega having you know seven star matches. You know what I mean? Jordan Lasseter says. Oh, sorry. That was a thing about Jesse coming back still. Jesse's updating everyone, saying the baby's doing great. Uh, JGZ says, Why does Ron Strowman still dress like the Rock's character from Fast and the Furious movies? (laughs) That's funny. I've only seen uh, Fast and Furious, Too Fast, Too Furious, and Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift. Those are the only three that I've seen. I just recently. Basically, what happened to be. Tell a little quick story back when i was when tokyo drift came out i was probably in college like probably like a freshman in college and i remember taking a girl it was like a first date and that's we went to the movies and we saw fast and furious tokyo drift like that's the movie that we went to on our first date and it was so bad that like we just sat there and just kind of laughed at it and things went great like me and her actually wound up dating for a little while and we actually wound up breaking up on, like, great turns. We just went to different colleges, and it just was what it was. But the movie was so bad that I was like, I can't ever see another one of these ever again. Like, this was the corniest, stupidest, like... Like, the main character was supposed to be this, like, 16- or 17-year-old kid in high school, and he was, like, clearly 30-something, and it was it was so... It just wasn't a good movie. But that being said, I went back like last week, I was bored out of my mind. And I went back and I watched the original Fast and Furious last uh, last week. And it was really, really corny. But it was it was like, alright, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch Two Fast, Two Furious. And I watched Two Fast, Two Furious, once again, pretty corny, but like, you know, kind of what I mean, decent decent movie, right? But I ha- I'm like right there where it's like, if I go back and I watch Tokyo Drift now, and it's better than I remember I'll probably watch like all the rest of the Fast and Furious movies, like basically binge them. So it all relies on how I feel about Tokyo Drift this uh, the second time around. You know, about you know ten years later. Let's see what we got here. Uh, Igor says it sucks. How many people bitching about Miz winning the title? are the same people who cheered him back in 06 and oh, sorry 16 and 17 during his promos wanting this uh wanting his moment. These fans are fickle AF. Yeah, I guess it kind of depends on how you look at it. Uh <clears throat> but it's also like to be fair, Igor like just because something was really cool 3 years ago doesn't mean it's going to be cool now. You know, like a lot has happened in those 3 years that have made people sour on the idea of the miz being in the main event and being the champion. Like, I'll be totally honest. I think his pairing with Morrison hurts. I think Morrison being paired with The Miz hurts The Miz. I really do. This is my personal opinion. I think he's a he's a bigger star. He's better off on his own. Uh, Morrison, he, I think Morrison's match with Riddle last night was really damn good. I really enjoyed it. Um, so, I think that, you know, there's plenty they can do with Morrison. But it's just their pairing to me is so played out that it makes me less interested in the Miz. Just my personal opinion. I'm sure there's, I'm sure there's people that disagree, but I'd like to see the Miz out on his own. Like, I feel like he doesn't need Morrison. I feel like Morrison just kind of takes away from his character and they don't even look right next to each other anymore either. It's like the Miz once, I'm not a fashion guy by any stretch of the imagination, but like the Miz is out there, like in a suit, you know, with like holding his title and Morrison's out there, Wearing, you know, a duster with no shirt underneath and, like, these, like, glasses that don't fit right. It's just, like, these guys just look like goofs. But I think that's the point. But they look just goofy as hell together. I don't know. Let's see what we got here. We got a super chat. Thank you very much, Richard Thomas. Let me read this out. Once again, always the super chats and donations get priority in the chat, y'all. So if I miss if I miss what you're saying, I apologize, but I gotta, you know, I gotta give the super chats their money's worth here. Richard Thomas with a five dollar super chat says, "Drew interferes, then a three way at Fastlane. Lashley wins. Brock comes out the next night. Also Triple H and AJ at Mania. Sheamus versus Drew and Bad Bunny versus Miz." Those are all decent uh, predictions. I think that. I think that Lash, I think ultimately Lashley will win the title. I think it'll be next week, but I think Lashley becomes the next champion. And the thing with Brock, there's The thing with Brock is this. I really want to see Brock and Lashley. I really, really do. But I also really want to see Brock and Roman again with Brock as the baby face and Roman as the heel. That I think because that's like the dynamic that we never actually got during their feuds. It was always babyface Roman trying to take down Brock, but the fans were booing Roman and they were also booing Brock for the most part because they, you know, people didn't, people weren't accepting Roman as a babyface and people, you know, were tired of Brock. So like, I do want to see that. Cause I think that's an interesting story. Like Brock Lesnar coming back to SmackDown. Cause I don't think that, uh, I don't think that Roman Reigns loses to edge at WrestleMania. I think Roman Reigns beats edge. So like, you know, I think Roman Reigns continues his title run and it looks like who's there going to be that, out there that can possibly beat this guy. And then Brock comes back and he's like, and he's a good guy now because he's coming back to take out Roman Reigns. And, but But once again, Roman beats him. That's kind of a caveat there is Roman beats him also. Roman does not lose for the next year, is, is what I'm saying. Roman beats everybody, doesn't matter. You need to create outliers like him. You need to. You shoved him down our throats before, it didn't work. Do the same thing you were doing before, except with this character. I have no problem with it. Um, And I think we get Bad Bunny and uh, Damian Priest versus Miz and Morrison, Richard. But I, de- I definitely see some sort of combination of Bad Bunny and The Miz at uh, WrestleMania. I could see Sheamus and Drew still, but I think maybe we get Sheamus versus Drew at Fastlane one-on-one. And the winner wrestles Lashley for the title. Maybe that's how they settle that. And uh, Drew beats Sheamus, and then we get Drew and Lashley at WrestleMania. That'd be, that'd be my, uh, my that'd kind of be my ideal way of going about it. Jordan Lassiter says, uh, "Betty's out of here. He's got to go." Jordan, welcome or sorry. See you next time. You're welcome anytime that you come in here. Always good to see you, man. Have a good day. Igor says, "While we're on the topic." The Rock in Fast and Furious 5 was amazing, but starting from Furious 7, he began acting like The Rock as he was in the WWE. He even used the exact same quote from one of his promos. Wait, so The Rock basically like becomes his wrestling character in Fast and Furious? That's pretty tight. I'm all about that. Uh, Richard Thomas says, I love watching you guys. Gotta support when I can. Well, thank you, Richard. We really, really, really appreciate that. Uh, let me see if i can actually move the chat box on the screen up a little bit for y'all let me uh let me find it here this right here see if i can just do this move like that boom that way nobody's uh chats are getting lost or at least they're getting lost a little bit later we'll leave it like that how's that y'all just got a DM from Issa. Let's see what she's got going on. Ah, she's at a doctor's appointment, but we're gonna get Issa very soon. She says she's ne- she's down for the next time that uh, that we both have time free. I'm gonna just message her back right now. Hell yeah, no worries. I'll talk to you soon about scheduling a live chat boom cool so yeah we'll have demon d on here soon so that'll be a lot of fun uh jesse's showing appreciation to richard for uh for the super chat and i want to make sure to let everybody know that so thank you to richard and jesse greatly appreciates it as well it helps both of us out a ton uh, me and just for just so y'all know me and jesse split the revenue for the channel so even when i'm on here by myself you are still supporting her you know especially while she's got this newborn and of course is already there and everything she's got going on so uh, jgz says the comedy act booking miz and morrison has been getting the hey hey ho ho got too corny real fast yeah yeah, that's exactly. That's basically my exact point. Exactly. Igor says, or we get a triple threat between Lashley, Sheamus, and McIntyre at Mania. I can see that. That's a definite possibility. And I'll I'll, I'll say this: Lashley, or sorry, not Lashley. Um, Sheamus. Sheamus has been doing damn good work lately. I got to give him credit. He's been having really good matches. And I have no problem with him being in the title mix right now. I really don't like for a guy that I was like as a character and stuff, I'm pretty bored by him. And I feel like we've seen him do what he does a trillion times over the last decade or whatever. But like he is having good matches right now. I got to give him credit. And it really feels like they're wanting him and McIntyre in a big story. So I, I could see that possibly happening at WrestleMania. Lashley, McIntyre and Sheamus in a triple threat maybe. But like I said, I think I think what we'll probably get is Lashley will be the champion. Sorry, just had to pull something up there. La- I think Lashley will be the champion uh next week and then we'll have um Sheamus versus McIntyre at Fastlane and then uh but, I mean, I, I, I do think we should still get Sheamus versus McIntyre for the title one-on-one at some point, too. But, I don't know. There's a lot of ways I can go with it. Um, I'm trying to show your message, uh, Igor. I don't know why it isn't popping up. There we go. All right. Let's see what else we got in here. Eric Clark says, welcome back, Eric. Says, do you think The Rock is going to be at WrestleMania this year? I, I highly doubt it. I think if there was going to be fans there, they had a chance, but I, I really now next year, and this is why I think it's so important that Roman Reigns doesn't lose to anybody and why I think he should beat people like edge, like, um, like honestly, if they wanted to bring back Goldberg a- again and have him wrestle Roman, cause we never got that last year, I'm fine with it. If Roman goes out there, and just, just spears him and puts him in a guillotine choke and, and, and Goldberg just passes out. And that's the whole match. Like if they do that, I'm fine with it. Um, I want to see Roman beat beat Brock Lesnar if he comes back. I want to see Roman beating everybody. I want to see him beat Dan O'Brien. I want to see him beat Cesaro. I want to see him beat everybody. Because then... And I want to see more of his family members get involved in this too. Like we have Jay Uso. Like when Jimmy's back, I want to see Jimmy align with him. I want to see more just random family members popping up. And really rallying behind. And they they're all basically being enslaved by Roman. One after another and then the rock that's when you do it you do the rock versus uh roman reigns next year at wrestlemania with the rock trying to like avenge his family and like you know set them free basically and then the roman beats him too and then you have some really really interesting stories going forward but but even if the rock wound up coming back and winning that one a year from now at least the story makes sense at that point you know Igor says, in Fast 5, he is no-nonsense, aggressive, took no BS. In Fast 7, he began acting, uh, oh, silly, okay. Yeah, the the little bit I know about those Fast and Furious movies, and it's a shame, because, like, you can't find these videos on the internet anymore. They've all been taken down. Luckily, I saved most of them on my computer, though. Like, I downloaded them, because I figured one day they wouldn't be around anymore. But there was an old web series called The Gentleman's Club. It was Chuck Taylor... Orange Cassidy, Drew Gulak, um, they had a bunch of random people in there. They're like Adam Cole, the Young Bucks. It's basically being the elite before being the elite like became a thing. But it was on Chuck Taylor's YouTube channel, and uh, one of the one of the segments every week was Orange Cassidy's movie reviews. And for most movies, he would just say one word like "lame" and like it would just that would be it. But when it, when you, you get to Fast and Furious reviews he would just get super psyched up and like just talk on and on and on like talking about all these different scenes and basically just talking about the rock is running around sweating all over the place but i always thought that was hilarious like orange Cassidy didn't care about anything on that show but if he was asked about fast and furious movies you couldn't like you couldn't shut him up it was so funny uh, igor says quote i'll stick my boot so far up your ass i'll stick a toothbrush up your ass to brush your teeth is that what he said uh like in the movie did he he also say that in WWE? because i could definitely see him saying that kogan says roman versus edge wasn't my ideal matchup but thinking it over more it feels like a natural story to be told here both guys were on the shelf with an injury or illness both come back to achieve success i hope they don't turn into spear versus spear feud because that would be stupid i i agree with all that um I would have. I think that Edge versus Drew would have made more sense. And the funny thing is, if if Lashley had beaten, if Lashley wins the titles, we'll say, and the opportunity was there for Edge versus Lashley, that's also the same thing. Spear versus Spear. There's too many damn people using Spears as finishers in the WWE. I'm, I think that's pretty obvious. I, you know, I feel like everyone's probably agreeing with me there, because even the people that don't use it as a finisher, like Charlotte uses a spear, like you see it all the time, but. Um see the thing is if Edge was going after Lashley especially if Edge was going after McIntyre I think Edge should win that match cuz the story is him coming back and winning a world title that he never lost when he had to retire 10 years ago but if it's Edge versus Roman which is what it is I think the match is going to be good I think the story is going to be good cuz it's harder it's harder to it's harder to predict who is going to win because if it was Edge versus McIntyre, I'm thinking Edge has got this all day. But with Edge versus Roman, it's like, well, the story is Edge winning the title back after having to vacate it a decade ago. But the other story on the other side is, like, Roman Reigns should not lose to Edge. Like, with with, with where Roman is built up to at this point, he should not be losing to Edge at WrestleMania. And that's what I'm sticking by. Like, I think Roman needs to beat Edge at WrestleMania you know, sorry, like, I, the, the story's right there, and it's a total layup for Edge to become the champion, but that's so counterproductive to me, to, would be for Edge to beat Roman. Once again, if Edge beat Drew, it's a little bit different. It sucks for, it would suck for Drew, but you know, it's like, I think that's kind of salvageable, because then you can always have Drew, they can run it back, Drew maybe wins it back, or whatever, but, like, Roman needs to be unbeaten. You know, that's, they they've done way too good of a job to, to screw this up. Although looking at their track record, you know, who who knows what will actually wind up happening. And I'm glad they didn't do Edge versus Balor. I think that match would have been awesome, but it would have made no sense for Edge to be sticking around in NXT. Unless you just wanted to spend more time with Beth Phoenix. That's really the only thing I could imagine would like would make any sense. Igor says, to answer your previous question, uh Okay, so you're Brazilian. Your mother chose the HY spelling to be unique. It's unique already. Unique pain in the ass. I had to spell my name. (laughs) Yeah, that's funny. Well, for what it's worth, I mean, you can see right above me, my name's spelled Stephen S-T-E-P-H-E-N, which at this point I think is actually the more common spelling of the name. But when I was growing up, you know, V was always... So it's something where my whole life, no matter what, when I'm spelling my name for somebody or introduce myself and they need to write my name down or something, I always have to say Stephen with a P-H. S-T-E-P-H-E-N. But... Um... I mean, Igor, like yours is much more difficult than that. But, and then some people call me Stefan. And it doesn't bother me at all, obviously, because that's how my name's spelled. Like, if you're, like, just literally reading my name, it's Stefan. So... You know, I kinda deal with that to a degree, but your your name is definitely way more unique than mine. And once again, I think it's a badass name. Eric says, Do you think the Miz is holding the WWE championship until WrestleMania? I don't. I really think he loses next week to Lashley. Igor says, I like that story of yours, but Roman being unbeatable about Roman being unbeatable, but WWE can't book him too strong. Otherwise, whoever beats him might suffer. Because if they beat Roman, whoever beats the guy who beats him. no, but that's that. But what I'm saying, Igor, is like you have to. Well, let me let me put it this way. Well, I'll, let me say this: what you're describing, I think, is kind of like what happened with John Cena. I don't want to like miss misund- on, but I think I think I kind of catch your drift here. Because what happened when John Cena was on top was they didn't build anyone else but him. There were some some flashes of that where like. Edge, you know, got pretty big for a minute, but he never reached Cena level. Um, CM Punk at one point was, like, getting really damn close, but that was a very short time frame. But for the most part, it was just Cena. And you had, like, all these other people that, like, had potential, but it was all about Cena. So it was, like, and once again, I'm not saying all these people should have been the champion, but, like, you had that whole class of wrestlers, like... You know Chris Masters and Carlito and Shelton Benjamin and like all those, uh, and then you had like, you know, all the people on SmackDown that, like, uh, it, it'd take me a minute to kind of remember everybody that you know went through, but there was a lot of really good options of people that they could have, like Booker T, for instance. At one point, I think could have been really big for them. Rob Van Dam could have been really big for them. Some of these people won the world title, but they never were pushed to that level like Rey Mysterio even when he was the champion they booked him like he was a loser like he it was like the lamest title reign of all time and then his WWE title reign was literally less than one night on an episode of Raw so that all being said if you do that then like then yes I see what you're saying but my kind of point is of all the people currently on this show right now outside of like the few the people who have just moved from NXT to Raw Smackdown I think that's already happened to most of those people what I just said I think most of them are already at kind of the ceiling that they're gonna be at with the company now there's gonna be some people that I think break through here and there like they still have a chance to make Cesaro a bigger star than he is Daniel Bryan could be the world champion again but it'll never be as big as like the Wrestlemania 30 build and all that stuff um You know, there's like they have Kevin Owens. I think they really dropped the ball with, but he's a guy who's going to be a future world champion again. He's going to, you know what I mean? Like, but he's, but Kevin Owens is not going to be like this major superstar for you. Roman Reigns can be that. I think he has the potential to actually be like, I don't know if he'll ever hit John Cena level, but he has, he's the only one that's with them that has like the actual chance to do that. Based on like how they've used him and, and his look and potential mainstream appeal and stuff like that. Now, <clears throat> if you build Roman Reigns to the point, where like what I'm talking about, where he's beating everybody. Once again, he's beating all these people, but it doesn't really matter because we've seen these people lose over and over and over again. You know what I mean? Now, if we get Roman to that level and then all of a sudden <clears throat> we got someone like Adam Cole around or Kyle O'Reilly... Or I think like Damian Priest could be a really big deal for them. Uh, you know, there's they got they got a lot of talent in NXT, and there's a lot of talent on the Indies. There's a lot of talent that I've I've heard that they've signed that'll be announced probably very soon. There's a lot of people that have been announced like that have signed recently and stuff like that. So I think that at this point Roman Reigns just needs to beat everybody that we're that we're currently familiar with on Raw or SmackDown. But if you get him to that level, and then like, I will just say for the sake, just for the sake of like someone who I think could be a massive star for the WWE, let's say Adam Cole is the one who eventually beats Roman Reigns. You know, I don't know what the story would be. I don't know who'd be the heel babyface. Blah blah blah. But let's say Adam Cole is that person. It's like okay, that like that. Now you have another guy who could potentially be on that level. You know, it's just we've. It, it just isn't going to be a Kevin Owens. It isn't going to be a Daniel Bryan. It isn't going to be a Cesaro. That's not who's going to be the person who's going to be taking down Roman Reigns. If, if for me, for it to all make sense to to push Roman Reigns to that level. But if eventually the newer generation of guys are the ones who are kind of, you know, hanging with him, that's how it works out. So I, I, I'm sure there's people who disagree with me, but that's kind of it, it's it's kind of similar to where like. They had a big opportunity when John Cena was the U.S. champion. That really, I gained so much respect for John Cena when he was the U.S. champion because he was at that point where it was like unbearable for me to watch wrestling, uh, watch WWE because it was just so over John Cena always being the focal point of everything. But then he started having these kick ass matches for the U.S. title with like Sami Zayn and Cody Rhodes and. just like this revolving door of like, like Neville was probably one of them, you know, and he was, he, and and it made all these people look like they could hang with John Cena. And it was like, Oh shit. Like this is like, this is the next generation of people. Kevin Owens came up with the NXT title and he beat John Cena. And see, that's what I'm saying. If he would have beat John Cena and they didn't have like a second match where he lost and a third match where he lost, if they would have just left it there. And then the next thing you know, Kevin Owens is like the WWE champion now you have potentially like another guy who's up there with john cena but instead they 50 50 booked him then they 33 percent booked him or whatever and uh he lost two out of three matches against him it was you know but they have the opportunity to redo that with roman build roman as high as you possibly can have him beat all the people we are already familiar with bring in the next generation and if they can hang with roman and if some of them can beat roman you have new stars or potentially you have you have the opportunity to make new stars finally. Uh, Igor says I think the Universal Championship could become more prestigious if they use the big gold belt as the title design. I agree a thousand percent. I think the big gold belt is like that's probably my favorite world championship in history. Uh as far as like title belt design and like what I think about and what it means to me uh for people to hold that title belt. Especially when it was the WCW championship, because that was WCW was my jam and that big gold belt, especially when Hogan spray painted painted NWO on that bitch. Oh, I'll never forget it. I'll never forget it. Igor says, no, no, I understand. I meant something else. I just described it wrong. Oh, okay. Um, By the way, I'm not even disagreeing with you about this stuff. It's just like, just I try to look at all sides of it there's an interview with paul Heyman on inside the ropes and he described it perfectly what i meant it's about long-term bookie booking okay fair enough and that and that's kind of i think we're both on the same page then because what i'm describing is long-term booking we're talking about roman reigns beating everybody and not losing for i mean he hasn't lost since he came back which is what like six months or whatever and he shouldn't lose for like the next year i mean that's long-term booking it's like aew like i bet you anything they already know who kenny omega is losing that title to when it's going to happen it's probably like a year out from now and they've booked backwards you know like logically to get us to the point eventually where like and they know what's going to happen but it's long-term booking long-term storytelling jesse says whoever beats roman will be the new face of the company Yeah, potentially, right? Like, that's the thing. Every now and then, some of these people aren't going to work out. And we have to always account for that as well. Um, But that gives someone the best chance of succeeding. Is if, like, if Adam Cole came up to the main roster and beat Roman Reigns, it's like, you can really get behind Adam Cole, you know? And I can say that about a handful of people, you know? I think Adam Cole is just the best example because I think he's... I think Adam Cole is the best overall performer that the WWE has at like on any of their brands right now as far as like a guy who has the in-ring skill the charisma the only thing he doesn't have is size but luckily that isn't as important now i think he's like six feet tall or just shy of six feet whereas if he was like six four he'd already be the champion igor says i've thought about roman's family becoming involved as a faction uh in roman's challenger forms a faction of its own to counter." Children of Wrestling, the C.O.W., the cow. I mean, that's cool, too. Like, whatever they want to do, whatever they want to do to keep Roman protected. If they want to build a whole stable around him, I'm totally fine. I actually suggested that earlier. I'd like to see them uh, build a stable around Roman. uh, More, you know, the other Uso brother. You know, have, have Jimmy and Jay with him. Have the Wild Samoans, you know, be more regular on the show with him. Uh, have Nia Jax join them, like have them, like just have the family be the family on TV, but make it clear that Roman is in charge of all of them. You know, Kogan says the Wee dingle, the winged Eagle WWF championship was the best belt design in my opinion. Yeah. It's hard to argue that one. I was just more of a WCW fan. That's why I prefer the big gold belt. But the, I think if you asked most wrestling fans, What their favorite world title is, especially if they grew up in the 1990s, early 2000s, I think that most people would probably say the Winged Eagle WWE Championship belt is their favorite. So that that's a very popular answer. I think a lot of people would also say Big Gold Belt, and I think you'd still have a good amount of people that would maybe mention the National Wrestling Alliance World Heavyweight Championship. But I mean, less people probably mention that nowadays. But I've always thought that was a, a beautiful title belt and. Uh, you know, Nick Aldis has done a good job holding that. Igor says, I find it odd that Roman still has a Shield's theme. Since Roman is a tribal chief, they should give him more Samoan theme. I couldn't agree more. I think that's the one thing that's missing from Roman Reigns at this point is he's, he popped the vest off. So it's like, that was one thing everyone was complaining about. He was always wearing the, uh, the, uh, what do you call it? The, the vest. The, the body armor-looking best I don't know why I can't think of the the term, but yeah, the vest. Um, so he got rid of that, which made everyone happy, especially the women, I'm sure, because it's like Roman Reigns, you know what I'm saying? And then you have, um, you know, Paul Heyman with them. You have him as a heel. They're checking every box where I was like, if you, needed, if you gave me a list of things to fix about Roman Reigns from a couple years ago, they've checked all those boxes off of like, Fix that, fix that, fix that, fix that. The only thing they haven't fixed yet is his theme music. But I have heard him talking about how that's coming and how it's more it's more difficult than we realize. Um, what, what I'm imagining is they probably have a bunch of stuff licensed out up until a certain time where like they have to have that as his music for some reason. Where maybe it has to do with like the video games or it has to do with. Something or other. There's probably something there where like they have to have him using that music for whatever reason for for the time being, um. Or the music's already ready and like they're just waiting till like WrestleMania. Like maybe they're waiting to just like the biggest stage to debut it. But either way, they definitely should change his theme song. And from what I've heard, that is going to happen. It's just for whatever reason, it hasn't happened yet. But like I said, it's probably like a, a. licensing type thing or it's a because for the same reason just to make my point make a little more sense when you're when you're with the wwe you have to go get like if you want to go get if you have long hair and you want to go get your hair cut you have to get it approved if you want to go get a new tattoo you have to get it approved because when you do things like that they have to change your likeness on on action figures and on the video game and all that kind of stuff so like I remember a few years back, Rusev cut his hair, and apparently he didn't tell the company, and the company got pissed off about it. You know, like I've, I've heard uh, Myers and Cardona joke about that, about how they went and got their like when they got their hair cut, they had to run it by management and stuff like that. So like, that's a real thing. So, we'll see. But the, I, I couldn't agree more. Roman needs his new needs a new theme song for sure. Igor says, maybe even include Tamina and Nia Jax, but Naomi tries to convince the Usos to break free, with Naomi slowly convincing Jimmy, but Jay is still loyal to Roman. It's a good story. That's a really good story. I like all that. Uh, Igor also says, if Lester comes back, it should be as a babyface. Right, that's exactly what I'm saying, because it would be interesting to see who Haman aligns with, and... Yeah, basically, like you have that story, and then you also have, of course, the story of Brock just coming back and being like, "I've always hated you." The fans booed you when they were supposed to cheer you. The, you you're like, everyone hates you so much that they were cheering for me when we wrestled each other. I'm coming back and I'm getting that title belt from you. You know, <clears throat> I'm gonna come back and save the fans and all think differently of me. Now, once again, I think Roman should beat Brock, but I do want to see a babyface Brock versus a heel Roman. Big time. Especially with Heyman like kind of teasing like which way he might he might go. Um, let's see. And now also them as a team would be incredible. Like if they ever had like a stable where it was Roman and Brock with Heyman as their manager, and they had like a two man power trip type dynamic where they just win every title belt on like every show, <laughs> like that could be interesting too, but I think that's pretty unlikely that we get that. At least at least in the near future, I think it'd be more more fun to see Brock as a baby face against the heel Roman. Hogan says I think Roman should be mostly unbeaten, but if they do that match with The Rock next year, I don't think it should be a title match. I can see it as a blood is more than tight more important than title story. I could see that too, but there's there's no way that the WWE would would do that. Like there's no way they would market the they would market WrestleMania, have their champion come into the show with the belt and then not have him put the title on the line. I just don't see that happening. Um, I guess it technically happened in WrestleMania one, but that was I think because Hogan was the WWE champion and it was the tag team match with him and Mr. T versus Orndorf and Piper with uh with Bob Orton on the outside. And I'm almost positive Hogan was the WWE champion. He had to have been going into WrestleMania one. So, um, so but that's that's a difference. That's a completely different situation. I I don't think that they would have Roman Reigns come in and not defend the title against The Rock. And I think it adds more intrigue to the match with that title being on the line. Igor says, honestly, I prefer Heyman with Reigns over Lesnar. I don't know why, but Heyman being with Reigns makes Reigns more interesting as Heyman looks the damn devil's associate when standing with Roman Reigns. Yeah, I totally agree. And I really love the dynamic where every now and then Roman like crosses the line and you can tell it's making Heyman uncomfortable. Like Paul Heyman, the dude who has done like some of the most dastardly stuff ever with Brock Lesnar, is like getting like freaked out by some of the stuff that Roman does and kind of the way that Roman acts. Like you can tell he's afraid. I, I think that's a really, really, really fun dynamic on the show. It makes things really interesting. And just so y'all know, I've been doing uh, right about an hour. So I'm going to get off of here pretty soon. And this has been great because I wanted to talk about all this stuff. And I'm glad everyone in the chat was so active. This this hour has flown by. Um, if you have any last minute super chats or donations, please send them because I will make sure to address them before we get off of the air here. I'm going to kind of go through whatever's left in the chat right now. And then if there's any super chats or donations, I'll make sure to answer your questions or read your comments, statements, all that good stuff. And I'll also talk about the sponsors for the show and all that good stuff too, um, as we kind of wrap up here. But just wanted to throw that out there. I, I can't tell you how much I appreciate um, everyone's involvement in the chat today. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, so Igor says, no, that wouldn't work Kogan. Uh, the Rock would know that Roman cares more about the title and taking it away would destroy him. So yeah, I think that's a good, a good layer there too. Like, It just seems like there's more on the line. There's more at stake there. Like either the rock can win the title and like free his family from Roman reigns or Roman reigns supreme in the family. And from there, once again, I'm not sure exactly where you go, but that's where you kind of see. That's the other thing, right? The night after WrestleMania is, you know, supposed to be the best biggest raw of the year every year and that's some of my favorite shows i've ever been to live were the raws the night after wrestlemania uh especially in new orleans that was so much new orleans for wrestlemania 30 it was fun for wrestlemania 34 also and of course wrestlemania 33 in orlando but in wrestlemania 30 that was you know dan o'brien wins the title at the end of the night and then raw happens and that was the show where Cesaro ditched Dutch Mantel and uh, had or what was it? Zeb Coulter was his WWE name. Uh, they had uh, they had him ditch Zeb Coulter and aligned with Paul Heyman, which everyone marked out for. That was the debut of Paige. She came out and beat AJ Lee. The Wyatt family was over as hell in that building, and he had just lost to John Cena, and like you could tell they were trying to rebuild the Wyatt family like right away. And it was that show was so much fun. So Um, so yeah, I mean, the point being, if we had the rock versus Roman at WrestleMania next year, but then the next night at WrestleMania, someone like Adam Cole debuts, it's like, now once again, I think Adam Cole will be on the show before this. I really feel like he's not going to be in NXT too much longer, but that next big person you want to push from NXT on Raw or SmackDown, that's when you do it. And you don't necessarily have them beat Roman for the belt, but you start planting those seeds like, this is, the, like, the next generation is coming. Like, you beat everybody here. You beat The Rock. Here's the next generation of superstars. And you have Roman leading that charge, but you got to have people to get up there on that same level as him. Uh, Igor says, I've never been to a Raw post-mania or any WrestleMania, even a, any WWE event, so I can't relate. Dude, man, there it's it can be so much fun. I've been to some shows that weren't great. Like I went to a SmackDown in Nashville once. That was like, the whole show was real lame, but this was, you know, years back, but you know, there's certain moments that I'm so glad I was there live for. Like I hated being there live for the undertaker losing to Brock at mania. That was like, that was the weirdest feeling ever. Like I'll never forget Brock winning the match. Everyone really realizing The Undertaker had just lost. And then, like, there was a women's tag team match or something right after. And that was before the main event where Daniel Bryan won the world title. And I remember during the women's match, like, getting out of my seat. And I actually had a box seat for this thing. I got really lucky. I was there with um, people who are with the New Orleans Pelicans. So they had a box at at the stadium. So I walk out of the box... I'm just like walking around at like concessions, just around just all, like everyone's doing the same thing I am. Everyone's like out of their seat walking around. It feels like someone just died or like we witnessed something just super screwed up and we were all like trying to process it. And I just remember looking around at strangers and we were all just making eye contact and just just doing this with our hands, you know, just what what just happened? Like there's no, we were all so confused at what we had seen. But then on the flip side, at the end of the night, Dan O'Brien wins the title and that was a I loved being there for that. One of my favorite live moments ever was WrestleMania 33 in Orlando when the Hardy boys returned and they came into that um that ladder match for the titles. They had literally wrestled a ladder match against The Young Bucks the night before for Ring of Honor. And I thought there was no chance in hell they were actually going to be at WrestleMania because literally like I said they had wrestled For the Ring of Honor Tag Team titles against the Young Bucks in our ladder match the night before. And when their music hit, that place went insane. Like, you know, all these people are doing the delete, delete, delete. I remember, like, I got so hyped up. Like, my whole section where I was sitting... We were all like doing like the Jeff Hardy like the whole thing like we were all I mean every, people were hugging strangers were hugging each other I mean it was like that was one of my favorite moments ever being at a live wrestling show so as down as I am on the WWE's current product like I'll never I'll never tell people not to go live to a show if like I mean the pandemic's a different situation obviously but like. If you can experience WWE show live, it is it is a lot of fun, or at least, or at least it can be a lot of fun. Um, like I plan on going to WrestleMania in um, in Dallas next year. Like I, I'm hoping to go to that. I've got a buddy out there, my buddy Doug, who some of y'all know through these live chats. Um, I'm trying to go to, uh, with him to that. Um, Igor says it's been a great hour of chat. Got to go. Thanks for the chat. Thank you for joining me, Igor. Igor, you're always welcome in here. Make sure to subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. It's totally free to subscribe, and then you'll know uh, you'll be notified every time we're live. And then uh, this is the last thing I'm going to read before talking about the sponsors, y'all. And once again, super chats, donations. I'll make sure to address after I talk about the sponsors. Kogan says, "I live in Utah, so wrestling doesn't come here that often." Yeah. Oh wow! Oh, you got the the debut of um, so the Maverick Center. Oh, it used to be the Maverick Center. I'm seeing the whole message here now. The E Center, uh, used to be the Maverick Center. That was the venue where Goldberg did his debut against Jim Morrison in 97. That's what's up, dude. I still remember that match. I was living in Atlanta, Georgia. I was obviously wasn't there and I was uh like 9 years old. But uh but I still I remember that debut. I remember it very well. Let me switch over to talk about our sponsors a little bit. I just need to make sure I don't accidentally show y'all all my personal Facebook information. Oh, and I have some stuff to announce. I think i Excuse me. I think I've talked about it a little bit already. But uh, I'm going to start off with this. I got to pull up my live read real quick. Sorry for the delay, y'all. Uh, here we go. All right. You know what? I'll pull up IWTV as well. So here we go. All right, y'all. Let's talk about the sponsors. This is the last time I'll bring it up. I know I sound like a broken record, but any... Uh, oh, whoops. That was that was the wrong screen. Sorry, guys. That was for when me and Brad were on here. This is what I meant to do. Um, Any Super donations. Once again, they will definitely get read, answered, all that good stuff if there are any right after I talk about this, like Corey Williams just sent a super chat. Thank you so much. Um, I will 100% address this super chat right after I read this stuff out. Um, music, city toys and collectibles. Let's talk about them real quick. Founded in 2002, formerly known as heroes and legends, music, city toys and collectibles is your Southern fried source for vintage and modern toys, autograph memorabilia, and all things pop culture. Visit their brand new retail location opening May 1st at one Oh one West main street in Waterton, Tennessee. Keep up to date with all their special in-store in-store signings, online sales, and convention appearances at musiccitytoys.biz and follow them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Music City Toys. And I got an announcement for y'all. I haven't... They finally made the announcement on their social media so I can talk about it. I will be live in the house on May the 1st with Music City Toys and Collectibles at their grand opening. And I will be there interviewing UFC Hall of Famer professional wrestling legend, Dan, the beast Severn. So yes, I'll be there. I'll be meeting Dan Severn. I'm going to get an action figure signed by him and I'm going to auto, and I'm going to autograph him. I'm going to have him autograph the action figure and I'm going to um, interview him while I'm there. So I'm um, really looking forward to that. Make sure to uh, stay up to date with all the stuff music city toys and collectibles has going on. They had a live sale this past week on Facebook. It was awesome. So check it out, support them because they support us. Also, support WrestleRumble.com. They are the place to be for all fantasy pick'em contests and raffles for professional wrestling. The last contest they had was for Elimination Chamber. First place got $1,000. Second and third both got $100 each. So insane prizes over there at WrestleRumble.com. And speaking of insane prizes, for $1, $1 entries, literally $1, somebody is going to win all five of these title belts. We have one winner for $1. You're going to get the replica AEW world title, the AEW TNT title, the AEW tag team titles, both belts, and the FTW championship belt. So that is insane. That's that's like thousands of dollars worth of belts right there, and somebody's going to win all those for $1. Make sure to stay up to date with all the contests at WrestleRumble.com by following them on Twitter at WrestleRumble. Shout out to my brother, Brian Jensen. He is a boxing coach. He is a trainer. He owns a boxing gym. And he can help you reach your goals. If you're looking to lose weight, get in better shape, learn how to throw hands. If you have any neurological issue, like a Parkinson's, for instance, my brother is 100% certified to help anybody with any, any needs. Uh, if you are really of any shape or size or or physicality level, I don't know how to really say that the best way, if you're not really up and moving around a lot, but you want to lose weight, if you feel like you're kind of losing your movement or your motion or your dexterity or your flexibility, Brian can help you with all this stuff, no matter what your age is, no matter what your skill level is, it doesn't matter. If you live in the Atlanta, Georgia area or anywhere close by, Brian can meet you in person or you can meet him at his gym. He has his own gym, steel boxing and athletics, and if you're not anywhere close by, it can help you anywhere in the world by Zoom calls, Skype meetings, all that stuff. The best way to schedule something with him and get familiar with the stuff he does is to follow him on Instagram. Just search Boxing ATL. B-O-X-I-N-G-A-T-L. Brian Jensen will give you a knockout workout without getting knocked out. Hit him up right now. And lastly, for sponsors, let's talk about them real quick. We have indie wrestling dot, sorry, independent wrestling dot TV, which is you know my source of indie wrestling. I have a promo code. You can see it above me here in the little box. Um, It is Fight Talk, all one word, F-I-G-H-T-T-A-L-K. If you put that in here on independentwrestling.tv, you get five days for free. Cost you nothing, no commitments, five days for free. Check out the service. If there are shows that you've heard me talking about here on the Fightful Select Weekender podcast, and you want to check them out, and you're not sure about committing to $10 a month, do it for free. It helps support the show. It helps show people that you uh, that you like my rec- my match recommendations, and my show recommendations, and all that stuff. Um, it helps out a ton, and I'm very honored to be having this code with IWTV. Um, I've, I'm a huge supporter of what they do. I have been for years, and I'm very grateful for this. So please help us out and go over there and use that promo code FIGHTTALK with no spaces, just type that in five days for free. Or if there's a show coming up soon and you're like, I don't know about spending $10 on that. Use my code, watch the show for free, and then watch for the next four days. I promise you, if you're a fan of independent wrestling or if you're a fan of any kind of wrestling, there's something on here that you'll like. There's a whole lot of stuff that you'll like, but I promise you, I I, I bet most of you who use that $5, sorry, that, that free five-day code, Fight Talk, I bet most of y'all see the value in it and you wind up doing the $10 a month anyways. I, that's how strongly I believe in this product. I really do. So check it out, independentwrestling.tv. Use code FIGHTTALK, F-I-G-H-T-T-A-L-K. All right, let's move back over to uh, Corey Williams. Thank you so much for the Super Chat, Corey. And I'm sorry that you're uh, you're getting in here late, kind of at the tail end. Um, but I do appreciate you being here a lot and I really appreciate the Super Chat Uh, Corey says came late work has been crazy so I'm sure I missed it but they're making Lashley look super strong it's great yes I've been talking about that a lot today and you know feel free Corey um, this replay will be up tomorrow I think on YouTube the audio version will be on my fight talk podcast feed tomorrow and if you have if you keep the link to this show you can just always just rewind it and go back and watch but I think he looks incredible. I think they should put the title on him. I think Lashley should win the belt next week against The Miz. And I think he should go on to WrestleMania and defend against Drew McIntyre. That's that's kind of how I see things playing out. So thank you very much for your support, Corey. You're in the chat all the time, man. It's been a minute, though, I think, since last... But I'm sure that's just the timing thing. And I'm, I'm random as hell when I go live on here. The dates are always different. The times are always different. All that stuff, so... Corey, I appreciate the support a lot. And I know Jesse does as well because we split the money from the show. So you are helping support her uh, while she's got Savannah and Scarlett and everything she's got going on right now in her life. So thank you very much from both of us. Um, Corey says, well, that's a great interview. Yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to talking to Dan Severn. And it's funny because I'm going to ask him mainly about indie wrestling because he – people don't realize, a lot of people don't realize, like he still works – random independent wrestling shows like to this day so i'll talk to him a little bit about ufc i don't know how long i'm gonna have with him but even if i have like 10 15 minutes i think most of it's gonna be me talking to him about like current independent wrestling because he's out in that scene in that world in those locker rooms and i want to know what his opinion of like the next generation of wrestling is and jgz says aw's got replicas No, they don't. They have to get all those custom-made. So, WrestleRumble.com found somebody to make those title belts. AEW doesn't even sell them themselves yet. So, um, yeah. Awesome, awesome prizes over there. So, yeah, that's... uh, Unless there's any last-minute Super Chats or donations, that's pretty much going to do it. Um, Tonight, I'm going to be on the Fightful Twitch channel. So, that's twitch.tv slash Fightful Gaming. We're going to be doing a live watch-along for Impact Wrestling. We do that every tuesday so make sure to subscribe over there it's a it's like a couple bucks to subscribe or it's free to subscribe if you have amazon prime and you can always follow for free though over there like so so you know when we're going live but every tuesday we have to delete the videos afterwards for like copyright reasons and stuff but we're there live every tuesday we've been doing it for uh, a handful of weeks now and it's something we're going to keep doing so tonight it'll be me joel pearl and I can't remember who the third guest is gonna be. Spencer Love from Love Wrestling will be joining us. and Jeremy Lambert's gonna be on there every other week with us. So um, so I hope to see y'all in there tonight. you know whether or not you watch Impact Wrestling, it's a fun time to just it's very similar to this just with a lot more people in the chat and we get to watch wrestling on the screen live with everybody. So uh, check that out. make sure to subscribe to the Fight Talk podcast feed if you like this audio version of the show. Uh, follow. All that good stuff. Thumbs-ups help. Good ratings help. Good reviews help. All that good stuff. I can't thank y'all enough for the support for the show. All Things MMA, if you want to see videos that I edit for YouTube, just go to All Things MMA on YouTube. Should have another video pretty soon, I'm thinking. Uh, So, yeah. Just check that out. I try to keep it all updated on my Twitter at Fight Talk underscore, which is right above me. F-I-G-H-T-T-A-L-K underscore.